Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to Hope Online. We're excited about today and what God is doing. I'm excited about technology and so thankful that we have the technology. Maybe there was no other time in history that we could experience this and yet still be a part of the church. Uh, so thank you for learning the technology. I won't say who, but we have people uh, that are much more seasoned and um, have learned Facebook just so they can be a part of the church service. Uh, just to let you know, if, if you know how to do it, you have a smart TV or Roku, Fire Stick, any of those things, you can project this onto your TV screen and so you can see it bigger. If you don't know how to do that, ask your children or grandchildren and they'll help you with that. Just a good word of advice for you, keep learning technology. I have a secret. Are you ready? It ain't going away. Uh, it's only going to get more and more. So if you don't learn it now, you're going to be way far out of the loop for the, for the future. Those that uh, decided years ago, well, I'm not going to learn this technology. It's not going to last. Well, uh, we're seeing where that, where that went. So technology uh, can be used for evil. We understand that. But wow, imagine the good that it's being used for around the world reaching people that we could never reach that can't get out of their house uh, and for or for those that just aren't ready yet uh, so it's exciting and we're happy to be here with you with you today so keep learning never stop learning uh, things keep changing with God's help you can do it well let's take a look at today's scripture verse uh, it's an important one and I'm excited to be able to share this with you. And it says this, even before he made the world, God loved us. Can you imagine? Before he spoke everything into existence, God loved us and chose us. That's the emphasis we're going to give today in Christ, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Okay, let's take a look at it again. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this as we continue on uh, today. But let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have of gathering together in your name. Thank you, Lord, for Hope Online, where we can hear your word and we can spend time in your presence together, separated from each other, but never separated from you because you promised you would never leave us and never forsake us I pray for those that are uh, sort of stuck at home they're unable to get out uh, because of all that's going on or maybe they're just uh, going through an illness or whatever it is and they're feeling very isolated and alone let them know today God that you are with them let them sense and feel your presence let them also know that they're if they're listening today they're still part of the Church of Jesus Christ and that we love them and we are with them as well Lord speak to us today we would ask in Jesus name Amen and Amen well I hope that you are all doing well we've been gathering together uh, for a little while at the church building but we've never stopped doing church online and we can do all of these things now meeting on site and online 
because of the faithful giving of God's people. If you weren't giving, we would have stopped a long time ago. If everyone were to stop giving, uh, the church would be closed. And so we're so thankful for that. Many of you have got on board with giving online. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, most have set up automatic. So just one time, of, one time a month or one time a week, however it is, you don't have to keep signing in and registering all over again. Um, that's an easy way to do it. We have given out offering envelopes. Some people mail their offerings in. Others drop it off. Uh, and let us know however it is that works for you thank you thank you for your faithful giving through this time that even though we haven't been able to be on site we can be online and we can still uh, keep being the church that God called us to be well I read a little story about a boy that received the seed at school and so he went home and him and his mom planted it and he was all excited and they got the dirt and they put it in the little pot and when he woke up the next morning he ran out of his room to check and see this plant well there was nothing there and he was pretty upset because he was expecting as soon as he planted the seed then the seed would uh, grow the very next day well that's not how seeds work and it's the same principle with sowing and reaping Reaping doesn't occur immediately after sowing. Reaping many times doesn't even occur a month after sowing. And I love this thought. I took this from, from someone else. I'm not sure who. Uh, we'll call him anonymous, that famous person anonymous. Reaping occurs when the season is right. So as you're giving and sowing, you will reap a harvest when the season is right. Don't give up. Don't give up because God is faithful to his word. Well, let me share a couple of announcements uh, with you today. Uh, again, we're online, on site, and we're also on YouTube. You can just search Hope Assembly in Malaga, Hope Assembly in Malaga, and our uh, YouTube channel will come up. And there's access to, I think, maybe 200 sermons there, maybe not that many, something like that. Um, but they're there. If you would, just hit subscribe, and then whenever there's a new video that's up on YouTube, you'll get it. You'll be able to see it right away. You can share it um, with other people, however it is. So we have online, on-site, and YouTube uh, as well, because we're recording the sermons on our on-site location. Now, the reason we're not doing the on-site live is because I never know what time I'm going to preach. Sometimes it's 11, sometimes it's, you know, 11.15, sometimes it's... And I don't want to be so regimented in our services that, well, we can't do this, we can't do that, because he has to be speaking at a specific time. So I'm enjoying staying online. It's no problem for me. I hope that you're enjoying it as well. But you can also catch... Uh, the on-site service on YouTube. That sermon is the same, just a little bit, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Uh, I mentioned last week that on August 12th, we're going to be partnering with Ascenda Health. They used to be Robin's Nest. Uh, they've combined some organizations and some, some uh, things that they were doing, and now it falls under the heading of Ascenda Health. They contacted us and Asked if, asked if we would be willing to partner with them for food distribution. They received a grant 
And um, we said, absolutely, we would love to partner with you. I'm big into partnerships, to find people that are already doing it, doing it well, and going and partner with them. In the biblical sense, it's Aaron and her holding up the hands of other people. So they're taking care of everything. Anyone that has a need, whether in our church or in the community or surrounding communities, will give more details, but all they'll have to do is register with a send-up. So say uh, Randy has uh, a need and needs groceries, been out of work, whatever it is, call Ascenda. I'm Randy. Um, I have an infant and I have children of this age. They'll have everything all together. I'll pull up in my car, say I'm Randy. They'll bring the groceries and whatever items are needed right to the car. So we're providing the location and they're providing everything else. What we need you to do is when we get the information, they're putting the flyer together. Let people know that are in need. And also, please keep it in prayer. Pastor Joe and his family will be on site. I'll be on site. Pastor Rick will be on site. Uh, you never know the open doors and the opportunities that God is going to give us. I also want to mention to you that are listening online that aren't local to our church. We have people listening all over the state, uh, all over the country. We're here to help you grow in your relationship to the Lord. Do you know it's possible that you might watch this every week or periodically and we never meet personally, but we can help you grow in your relationship to the Lord. That's the great thing about technology. If you have a spiritual need that we can help you with or you have questions that we can help you with to grow in your relationship to the Lord, all you have to do is send an email to GodGivesYouHope at gmail.com. It's right on the bottom of your screen. God gives you hope. You can say it. It rings. It's a little long, but we chose that because it, it flows together. God gives you hope at gmail.com. Write it. Uh, we'll get it. We'll respond to you. One of our pastors will so that we can help you grow in your relationship to the Lord. Well, let's, uh, let's begin uh, our message today. And as I mentioned, I'm so excited about sharing this with you. Uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Um, let's just start at verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. There's so much in here. Uh, I don't have time to unpack it all this week, uh, this month. I was thinking as I was preparing, there are people that have spent their life studying just the book of Ephesians. That's how much is in the book of Ephesians. But here's our focus today in verse 4. For he chose us in him, meaning in Christ, before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. Now right away, those of you with a Bible background, maybe some basis in theology, you'll see the words chose and predestined, and, and maybe struggle with some of that. We're going to talk about that today and hopefully give a better explanation. Verse 6 goes on to say, To the praise of his glorious grace, grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption. We've been rescued. 
redeemed through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And how did he give his grace? He lavished on us with all wisdom and with all understanding. Now, you'll have to take a look at these verses when we're done here today and just let God speak to your heart about all that is in there. But here's the focus. God chose you before the foundation of the world. Before he formed the earth and the universe, he was thinking of you. Now, I've used this illustration before, but it fits so well with this passage. When I was younger, I used to play basketball around uh, the town and at different playgrounds. And as I got older, I played in different areas. Anyway, um, I don't even know back in that day how we decided to meet. Maybe we talked about it at school. Maybe we used telephones. Remember telephones? They're a big, bulky thing. Uh, I think that I'm so old that it was even before mobile phones. They were still attached to the wall. If you remember that, you can uh, put a smiley face or something in the comments where you had uh, the phone was located in one place, but you had a long cord. You had a very long cord that you could reach it into different rooms. If you remember that, please put a comment in there so I know that you know what I'm speaking about. For those of you that are younger and have no idea what I'm talking about, be thankful. Be thankful for that. But anyway, we would meet at a playground, and once we were there, whoever was there waiting to play, we would choose sides. And we'd pick, pick a captain. Usually the best players uh, would be the captains. And they would choose their team. Now, it was a, a horrible way to do it, because what would happen? They would choose first the best players, and then someone had to be picked last. It's just the way it went with two, two captains. Sometimes it would be so bad that the captains would argue over, wait, I don't want them, you take them. Can you imagine standing there amongst your peers and them saying, well, I don't want him, I'll, uh, you take him, you take him, or being the last one picked. Terrible way to do it, but that's how we did it back in the day. Now, the reason I'm telling you this, because it's the perfect analogy for what God did in our lives. Verse 4 again says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Now, for those, again, with a Bible background or some basis in theology, it's the, age, the Christian age-old question of sovereignty, the sovereignty of God, and man's free will. Now, on one side, now these are all believers, all born-again believers. These are not non-Christians, but for some, they emphasize the sovereignty of God. And they emphasize that God elects or God chooses who will be saved. You'll be saved, you won't. You'll be saved, you won't. Now, this is an oversimplification of it, but uh, this is the best way I know to describe it. But if you fall on that, that God chose you, um, what do you do with the scriptures that we have to believe? Most of John, the Gospel of John, talks about believing. You know the passage in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, say it with me, that whosoever what? Believes 
in him shall not perish. It goes down a couple verses from there that whoever believes in him is not condemned, but, to, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So if God chose and we had nothing to do with it, how do we balance man's free will? Another emphasizes that man has to do certain, certain things in order to be saved. We do this, we do that, and then we'll be acceptable to God. Or that uh, we're the ones that, that matter in the big scheme of things. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 dispels that. For it is by grace you have been saved, uh, not of ourselves, it's the gift of God. Verse 9, not by works so that anyone can boast. So in this idea of God's sovereignty, he chooses, and man's free will, we believe, where do we find the balance of that? And again, I've given an oversimplification of it. People have spent their lifetime, brilliant people have spent their lifetime uh, studying these things. But I think it's this. Now watch. So here we are. We understand that before Christ we're lost in sin. We're condemned already. Did God choose us or did we choose God? Did God choose us or did we choose God? And the answer to that is, watch, yes. Yes. Did God choose us or did we choose God? The answer is, is yes. Now let's go back to the choosing of the teams analogy. Stay with me here. Even if you're not a basketball player, you get the idea of choosing teams. Hopefully you weren't the last one picked. Hopefully you weren't the one no one wanted. If you do, if you were, I bet you still remember that. Those are traumatic times. But watch how great the grace of God is. So let's say Jesus came to the game. He came to earth. He showed up at the playground of life. And Jesus is the greatest player ever to play. He's the, the ultimate captain because he created the game. And people for generations uh, had been playing wrong, terribly wrong. They knew the rules. God had given them the rules to the game. But they had taken a perfect and beautiful game, a game that God called good, really good, and they ruined it. And how did they ruin it? Because they wanted to play the game the way they wanted to, and they wanted to do it the way they wanted to do it without following the rules. So Jesus shows up at this playground, and he says to them, who wants to play on my team? Now watch this. This is the key to everything that we're talking about. Jesus comes and says, who wants to play on my team? Now watch, and I'll explain it more. Whoever raises their hand and says, I want to, he chooses. He chooses. I want to play on your team. I know that I haven't been playing the game right. I want to play on your team. Jesus chooses everyone that raises their hand. Now you have to understand on that playground were some of the worst players ever. It seemed like everything they did was wrong. They made so many mistakes. They were just, they were the one no one wanted to choose. I think of the Samaritan woman at the well. Others were good players. They had played the game pretty well, but they recognized there was something missing. And so, watch this again. When Jesus showed up at the game, he asked, being the greatest player ever that created the game, 
Who wants to play on my team? And whoever raised their hand, he chose. Now let's look over this team that he chose. One had his hand up. He was a foul-mouthed fisherman. Jesus said, I choose you. One had his hand up. He was a doubter and just didn't believe anything. Jesus said, I choose you. One hand up. He loved money more than anything else. And Jesus said, I, I choose you. One was a worrier. He worried about everything. Jesus said, I choose you. One hand that was raised was an adulterous woman, had multiple relationships and everyone knew it. One hand raised was a demon-possessed prostitute. One hand raised was an extremely religious man who had killed people in the name of God. But watch this. This is what's so exciting to me. Not only did Jesus know what they had done, but he knew what they were going to do, and he still chose them. Watch. You get it. Some of you are seeing this. Peter would deny Jesus. Thomas, that we call Doubting Thomas, wouldn't believe in the resurrection. Judas would ultimately betray him. But watch. Get this. Get this. Look. He knew what you have done. And he still chooses you. He knew the mistakes you made. He knew how you played the game wrong for so many years. He knew that you were broken. He knew that you were hurt. He knew that you were troubled. He knew that you were filled with anxiety. He knew that you were filled with fear. And he still chose you. Not only did he know what you had done in the past, but watch this. He knew the mistakes you were going to make going forward, and he still chooses you. And why? Because he knows what you can become. He chooses you. Watch. Peter, the foul-mouthed fisherman who denied Jesus, he knew what he had done, he knew what he was going to do. Peter became the leader of the early church. Thomas ultimately took the gospel to India. Judas, Judas, this is important. Judas fell and made mistakes and didn't play the game right, but he never asked to be back on the team. If he had asked to be back on the team, Jesus would have accepted him, but he never did. If you make mistakes, and you foul out of the game, if you understand basketball, you get five fouls. In the NBA, you get six. But if you ask Jesus, he'll get you back in the game. Saul Paul, that killed followers of the way, became the greatest missionary ever and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Do you see this? He knew what you have done. But when you raised your hand and said, I need to play on your team, he chose you. He knew the mistakes that you would make going forward, and yet he still chose you. He knows what you can become. He chooses you. The next chapter of Ephesians says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us from long ago. Ephesians 2.10 He took a mess of a player and he's made you a masterpiece because he's chosen you. He's chosen you 
to be on his team. That's grace. None of us deserve to be on his team. That's his grace. He's the great captain who chooses everyone that wants to be on his team. And so the question becomes for us, have you raised your hand to Jesus? Sometimes literally and sometimes metaphorically, have you raised your hand and said, God, I've messed up my life. I've, I've made so many mistakes that I want you to be the captain of my life. Lord, would you, would you choose, would you choose, do you have room for one more? And you know, Jesus' team always has room for one more. If you raise your hand, uh, either literally or in your heart saying, Jesus, would you, would you choose me? Guess what? He will choose you no matter what you've done. Now, some of you uh, had made mistakes before Christ and you've made mistakes after Christ as a believer. I've made mistakes as a believer. Stay on the team. Stay on the team. Don't quit on Jesus and his team. He'll, here's what he'll do. He'll help you. He'll heal you. He'll fill you. And he'll get you back in the game. Come to Jesus. There's a beautiful chorus. We haven't sung it in a long time. But it says this, come just as you are. And I'll add to that, you can come broken, you can come hurt, you can come sinful, you can come rejected. You can be the one no one wanted on your team, but just come to Jesus as you are. Hear the Spirit of God calling, come just as you are. Come and see, come receive, come and live forever, come just as you are. Hear the Spirit call. Come just as you are. Come and see. Come receive. Come and live forever. Jesus is calling you today. The question is, does Jesus choose us or do we choose Jesus? And the answer is yes. Raise your hand and God will choose you for his team. Now let me speak to believers. If you have been a believer and, and still made mistakes, and all of us have, Jesus will not throw you off the team. Don't quit. Don't give up. Maybe you'll have to sit on the bench for a little while. Let him heal you. Let him work in your life. Because the time is coming, and I believe for some of you it's coming very quickly, where you're at the place now that God wants to use you in a greater way than he's ever used you before to be a blessing to others to fulfill your destiny in Jesus Christ. Come, come, just as you are. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the privilege I have of sharing the good news of the gospel and of your grace. None of us deserve it. You give it to us freely. You take us onto your team. You clean us up. You heal us. You fill us. You use us. I pray for those, Lord, that are listening today that are just troubled in their own hearts by some of the decisions that they've made in the past. Lord, I pray that they would raise their hand all over again and say, I, I want to be on your team, Lord Jesus. I, I still want to be on your team. I'm going to stay on your team, Lord Jesus. Thank you for choosing me, even though you knew what I had done, even though the, you knew the mistakes in the future I would make, you still chose me. Thank you, Lord for your grace. 
Lord, I pray that your love would go out, not just in the preaching today, but in your presence. Wherever people are watching, families gathered around, individuals listening on their phones, wherever they're at, Lord, let them sense and feel your presence today, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you to do something for me? If you uh, were ministered to by the word today and you raised your hand to Jesus, can you send an email to this address here? Can you send an email to GodGivesYouHope at gmail.com so that we can reach out to you and bless you? Or maybe you've made mistakes as a believer and you just received the forgiveness of God all over again. Not the first time, but all over again. Let us know so that we can be praying with you. We're here to help you grow in your relationship to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. May God bless you. God loves you. And I love you too. We're here for you. And all God's people said, Amen. Here's our benediction. If you know it, say it. I forgot to make a slide. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or more than we could imagine to him be glory forever and ever and all god's people said amen love you